This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Nummies. They are a product that is doctor formulated, non-GMO, and vegan and junk free. They make an amazing functional mushroom packed vitamin. It comes with nutrients and minerals that complement your diet and help the body and brain adapt, regulate, and ultimately balance. Their gummies are made with all natural, non-GMO ingredients and are free from artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives. They are also vegan and gluten-free, making them suitable for a wide range of dietary preferences. The company started out when the owner got pregnant with her second child, and she developed food allergies that made her surrender dairy and gluten for good. She then passed these allergies to her newborn with many digestive issues, which overwhelmed her completely. She was stressed, overweight, and left with a restricted diet that didn't fulfill her health needs. She lacked vitamins, and her body and mind were not balanced. At all symptoms were consuming her. Then she adapted a new lifestyle and diet within the household. She learned how to cook without dairy and gluten ingredients, and she had to figure out what to eat to balance their nutrition. And that is how she learned about functional mushrooms and their extraordinary power. She discovered a passion for adaptogenic foods, and she started experimenting with them. And she fell in love with the benefit, but needed a practical way to incorporate them into her diet. So she asked her chef, who is also her husband, for help, and they created Nummies. They are incredible. They bring you so many different options that are available and trust me because I take them every single morning. They are a game changer in my own personal life. They help with brain cell growth and regeneration of cells. They have antioxidants and the change helps with anything from leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammation. They have amazing compounds that are found in mushrooms that provide cognitive benefits, and it is considered to promote the growth, maintenance, and survival of neurons in one of their vitamins. It will help you focus, improve your memory, and help you stay sharp. And they even have ones that help boost your energy and performance throughout the day. Make sure you order today on their website at getnummies.com. And if you would prefer to order, they are giving a very special discount today just for my listeners. Use code LITTLEBITOFLIFE for 20% off your order. Get your brain balanced, get your body balanced, and bring in those nutrients today with functional mushrooms right at your door. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. A lot of you may know me from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join in that have impacted me along the way. Very little is left off limits. Enjoy on your favorite streaming platform, watch live videos of interviews on YouTube, and let's dive into some topics together. Please note that this episode contains depictions of violence that some people may find disturbing. This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. The content in this podcast episode, including the guest and the host conversation, is personal opinion and is not in relation to criminal or law enforcement studies or evidence. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life podcast with your host, Little. When we talk about true crime, what is the one case that always seems to come up to your brain? I guarantee you, you're going to want to hear this episode. I have the one, the only, the infamous. It is Tea and True Crime with Bella. You've seen her on TikTok, 103,000 followers. She is on with us. Miss Bella, Miss Queen of True Crime. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on, beautiful. I really appreciate the opportunity, honestly. Um, yes. 
I'm so excited. From, <laughs> yes. one, from one TikToker to another, I got to ask, how did you get into doing true crime? Like, has it always just been like your interest or how did you get into this? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've had an interest in true crime since I, I can't remember uh, when the Casey Anthony case and I was, you know, I don't know how old I was, probably like 10 years old. I don't know how, old, but I was very young and my mom would always turn on Nancy Grace when I was a kid. So my mom and I kind of share that interest for like cases and true crime. And, you know, we would watch it together and, you know, we, we would have a, like a lot of like conversations about cases and stuff like that. And then the older I got, um, I kind of, I'm not gonna say I lost interest, but it wasn't as you know interesting to me as it is now. I kind of got back more into it because of TikTok. TikTok has become more of a way of me to like just scroll and see a lot of different cases and a lot of true crime creators and stuff like that. And um, once I started getting into like making my own content, I had an account that I lost actually that was at 60,000 followers. And on that account, I was more so talking about um, the Idaho case. So I was talking about that one and, and I was talking about like Brian Koberger and and all that when I, everything was just starting to come out about that. And then I was also talking about Shankula Robinson, um, which happened in October of last year. So I was kind of talking about those cases and then my account just completely got banned by TikTok. Um, so I had to start a new account and then the one I currently, Gotta love it. yeah, the one I have now has like blown up because of the, uh, the, the coverage of the, basically the coverage of the Watts case. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to have my little cup here. This is from Bell Street Co. It's from Arizona where I'm from, but it says true crime and coffee time. Oh, I love I that. Straw. I had to have it on today's episode. I'm like, that's perfect. Yes. <laughs> so we're diving in and you know, yes. this is a very touchy subject and if yeah. you're listening right now and you're like, you know, I don't really like this topic. You can click out at any time. Yeah. You can leave at any time. Yes. This is this brilliant opportunity that if you don't want to listen and it's hard, you can close out. So giving you one, two, three, four, five seconds, close out. You got your five seconds. Now we're diving in. <laughs> All right. So Bella, let's talk about it. What is going on with this Chris Watts? We already know. I'll be real. What a piece of shit this man is. Yes. But you have you have some tea. I want the Bella tea. Bring it. Okay. So um, as most of us know, Chris Watts was uh, married. So he was married to uh, his wife, Shanann. Now they had two kids together and they had uh, Nico, who's, who you know was in utero. So Shanann was pregnant with him, 15 weeks pregnant, when he uh, brutally unalive murdered his entire family. So... Um, we also know, most of us know, that he was cheating on Shanann. Now, he was cheating on Shanann for around six weeks, according to what we know. So um, him and a woman by the name of Nicole Kessinger met at work. They, uh, they, uh, According to what I found out, they were friends on Facebook. Before that, they met at work. So she was a contractor for Anadarko, the oil company in, in Colorado. And he also worked at Anadarko, but he was on the field. Um, so, uh, when he, whenever he needs to go in the office and like get paperwork or whatever, you know, he needs to do in the office, he would run into Nicole. Um, so according to coworkers of theirs, they flirted, there was like some flirtatious stuff going on. A lot of the men there, you know, just being men would just, you know, say, oh, she's hot or she's fine, whatever. And he would agree with them. That's what they would say. Um, but most of them just said it was nothing more than that at first. Now, from what we know, this woman had been either, maybe she had a crush on him or something, but she had looked up his name and she had also looked up Shanann's name a year prior to them having like their, their affair. 
So um, that is a huge part that I usually uh, bring up in my lives when I go live about this case is the fact that she did know about Shanann way before she said she did. So, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I mean, watching all the true crime shows and Dateline and I mean, even the new Netflix series. Well, it's not new anymore. But yeah. The Netflix series, when they did her, when they brought her in, the police like did her entire interview. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that was an interrogation for her. Yeah. She said she didn't, she didn't know about her. She didn't know that, she, that he was married. She didn't know that he had children. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a huge thing to put into the mix here. She knew. She, she did. Was aware. She knew a lot more than she said she knew, Um, from in my opinion. um, And, mm-hmm. you know, there is a couple different moments where I've caught her lying uh, to those detectives. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people like me, people who look into, you know, the information we know in the discovery and um, just information that she has said uh, verbatim in that interrogation room that has not matched up. So um, that's just one of the different ways that she's lying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, looking, and I'm sure you've watched the, the Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to see when we're looking at true crime. Um, I have coming up soon uh, the defense attorney for um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, wow. I mean, amazing so when we sit here and i I see i see almost like this pattern when it comes to i don't even like the word serial killers when it it comes to somebody such as chris watts when you look at their demeanor especially when the police department came and they were inter so-called interviewing him at the scene on the day that she was reported missing Mm -hmm. and they go to the next door neighbor's house that infamous scene it's amazing to me like what we as society are able to look and piece together like there was that clip of the i believe it would i don't remember what commercial it was but it was like uh, a fetus american horror story yeah yes and i'm yes. like oh my god and like seeing his <laughs> reaction to it i'm like creepy. yes 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 and his like body language his nervousness mm-hmm. the anxiety so i mean i think it's something too that i mean obviously at that point with this specific case mm-hmm. i mean unfortunately there was nothing that was going to bring shanann and her daughters back at that time right but i think it's important like i think with police we need to do almost like different forms of reading body language. Like I know they go through a lot of detectives, but reading body language, like the man was standing on the porch for the news, mm-hmm. like asking them to come back. No tear, no emotion, no nothing. Right. I understand everybody grieves differently. Yeah. Like, he said, I just want those kids on. to come back home. I just want those kids back. <laughs> like those yes. kids. I'm like, they're Dude, your those kids. Those are your that kids. You, like, yeah. Like, come on now. No emotion. <laughs> yeah. So talking about Nicole, and you do this a lot on your live, and I, and I love that you are bringing this kind of piece in. For those listening, this is just our opinion. Yes. This is something we're talking about. We have a right to our opinion. It's okay. Calm down. Yes. <laughs> but... Let's talk about the voicemail. Okay. For those who have not heard or anything, what's the tea on this? What's going on? Yeah. So that was a voicemail. She had actually left Chris one time when um, they were like, they had a lot of conversations. Okay. Over the phone. So um, Chris Watts and, and according to Chris Watts, when he was uh, in uh, Colorado uh, for like around, I think it was like five weeks. So basically, uh, Shanann went to North Carolina to visit her family for six weeks. Um, she and him agreed that that would be okay. And I mainly think that was because he wanted to see Nicole. Um, a lot of people do, honestly. When I looked it up, they were saying that uh, the reason why uh, Shanann was, was going to North Carolina uh, for that long of a period of time 
was because truthfully they could not at that point afford daycare from what I've heard. This is from what I heard. And um, it would give her the opportunity to have family near her. So, so they would be able to help with the kids. And obviously she would be able to work. She was doing Thrive. And um, Chris could stay home and he could work while she was there. And he was going to meet her there for the last week of her trip. And they were going to all like hang out and stuff like that um, with, with their family. Now when, uh, now, when Shanann was there, Nicole and, and Chris had basically spent every single day of that whole five-week period with each other. Um, they were probably living together, you could consider it, at her house, at her apartment. Um, so the only time that he said that he was not there was when he was home taking a shower, eating, or changing his clothes. That was pretty much it. So during that period of time, they exchanged a lot of text messages. She sent him over 4,000 photos of herself, explicit photos of herself, okay, um, to his phone that he put into a calculator app, which is just an app for cheaters who um, use just like a pin code and then looks like a calculator, but it's really like just, you know, a way you could save your information. Um, And uh, also during that time, uh, they had long phone conversations when they weren't around each other. So when they weren't around each other, they would have long phone conversations. So that was really one of the voicemails she had left him one time, which was really creepy because honestly, that voicemail sounds nothing like her normal voice. Her normal voice really? sounded much deeper. And I, was, and I was just like, what? How did how did you get your voice to sound like that? Like, it sounds like something off a horror movie. <laughs> wow, that's creepy. Yeah. That just, like, gave me chills. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure if it was because, like, they had some type of dynamic going on. But I did, I did know that he mentioned that um, they had, like, a lot of, like, kinks. Like, their relationship had, like, a lot of kinks and, like, weird fetishes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know if that would be a case. See, that's what I did. Yeah. I'm like, story? <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, so I'm going to ask because obviously having you on, you know, the true crime guru on TikTok, <laughs> what do you, what do you think? Do you think Nicole had a place in this maybe not just planning but like actually carrying it out or do you think that she had nothing to do with this whatsoever oh well okay so i'm more so sit in a position where i truthfully feel like where i stand with her is i feel like she knew a lot of information or some information very important maybe even incriminating information that she was not honest about from the start at all Um, I think she got super freaked out and I think she panicked and she, you know, she consulted with her father and, you know, he was able to probably help her through the situation as well as, you know, feeling like she, you know, whatever, I don't know, would get in trouble or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I do feel like she might've known something or had knowledge of something that she could have told, you know, to police or told to anyone that might've prevented it from happening possibly. That's where I kind of stand. I don't know necessarily feel like she was, you know, the one who helped like actually kill his family. I don't think that she was like, you know, the one to strangle his kids or strangle his wife. I don't think that was her, but I do think that she did not like Shanann. I do think that she was very jealous of Shanann. And I think that gives a very big reason to maybe, you know, feel at some point anger or frustration or whatever the case may be. Um, 
so I don't know. I, I really, I just, I don't know exactly where I stand with it, but I do think I, there's enough information out there to prove that she did lie. And that's a very big thing. Yeah. I think lying, especially with such a magnitude of a criminal case like this yeah. is something that you don't need to like look over or pass over. So my big question for those that, you know, may have watched this, you know, on the news during that, you know, that time of every single channel you turn on, it was about Chris Watts. It was about Shanann and Celeste and Bella and Nico. Um, so for those that may not be as involved as you are, where is Nicole? That's the big question now. Where is she? Um, there's a lot of rumor that she's still in Colorado. Um, from what I've heard, a lot of people say that the, 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 you know, locals in Colorado say like a lot of locals in Colorado don't don't care for her either. Um, but I have heard she is in Denver the last time I heard. I'm not exactly sure if that's true. And I also heard she's married to like a man in his 20s, like around 24, 26, something like that. And um, she has a child. And from what I've heard, she had a child around COVID. So I don't know if that's, yeah, 2020 or 20, yeah, something like that. But I, I don't know if that's true or not, but a lot of people are saying like she, she had a kid around COVID time and she's married now. So hmm. I don't I don't hmm. think anyone has necessarily spotted her because the lady changed her like whole identity. Like absolutely changed her. Like I don't even know how far she extent she went. But I do know she did want to do she when I when I read the book, um I read two different books. One of the books I read it was called A Perfect Father. And that one goes into like the whole timeline and that one kinda went into like her a lot too. So it talked about how she wanted to like change her social security number. She wanted to change everything. So not just her name. Trigger for me. Like I understand not wanting to be involved with something. I mean, if if you were dating somebody and you found out that they were married and this crime Mm -hmm. happened and you weren't involved, you didn't want anything to do with it. You didn't want this tied to you for the rest of your life. Yes, I get that. But like going to that measure of disappearing. Right. I don't know like makes me wonder like why what do you know right you just want to disappear you know what I mean yeah and see there's a kind of a case that I kind of compare this one to and that one is uh Scott Peterson and with Scott Peterson you know Scott was uh married to Lacey Peterson Lacey Peterson disappeared and um you know unfortunately she was found deceased uh she was pregnant with Connor as well and you know she was found deceased her remains were found um, now he is in prison for her murder, her encounters murder. Um, he's on death row currently, but he had a similar, it was a similar kind of situation because he was cheating on Lacey with, uh, Amber Frey. Now with mm-hmm. Amber, Amber was the complete opposite of Nicole. So I don't ever go, you know, to the extent of, of accusing Amber of anything. Cause Amber was the complete opposite. She came forward. She said, Hey, like, I know, you know, I know that guy, like that guy, you know, was the guy that I was, that, that said he was single and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, and she was very honest from the jump, like very honest. She had her phone tapped to get him to like confess on, on the phone. Like there was just a lot of things that she just did completely opposite from, from Nicole. Very honest. Never once did yeah. she lie to police from what I know. She, she cooperated. She hundred percent cooperated. Right. Right. Yeah. And she really wanted to find yeah. Lacey. She was like, I don't know what she's like. He never really made it seem like it was anything like like that. Like she was like, I I I just want to know if that woman is okay. She's like, I did not know it was something like this, and you could tell she was mm-hmm. telling the truth. Like it was a much different thing, and um, yeah. the fact that Nicole looked up how much uh, Amber Frey makes from book sales, I'm just like, come on, woman, 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of books, like I know we're talking about Chris Watts, but speaking of yes. books in regards to Scott Peterson, have you read the book? It's called Blood Brother. No, I haven't. I'm just oh. starting now to get into that case more. Um, so I, need I to, you said it's called Blood I, Brother. I need to get into that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm peeking over because I have a stack of true crime books and I have stuff about the Kennedy family. I mean, everything. I mean, wow. when, I, when I say I go down the rabbit hole, like I'm in there. Wow. Yeah, it's called Blood Brother. It's by Anne Bird. It is actually, Scott Peterson had more than just one sister. She was the one that was always in the news at the time. She was advocating. She's still advocating on Facebook. Um, I've actually sent a couple messages back and forth because mm-hmm. uh, they're working on another appeal for him. Yep. But um yeah, this one is written by his sister Ann Bird and she wasn't really in the in the media too much, mm. but it I mean full on the book is My Brother is Guilty. Wow. So when your own family member can write a book about you stating that you're guilty, it's this like weird parallel dynamic with their family because she's sitting over there saying you're guilty, wrote a book about every detail about him and his wife. And then on the other side, his other biological sister is working on an appeal process. So that dynamic might be kind of your next thing. But I highly suggest if you have not read it, it is really good. I will definitely, I just put it in my Amazon cart. So I will definitely, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I'm going to get into that tea. Wow. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. It's so sad to me. Not only, I mean, so many people, I think the question was why. Yeah. And with Chris Watts, even his own mother, when she was in the courtroom, Mm. And Shanann's family. It was always the question of why. If you wanted a different life, why didn't you just leave them alone? Right. And I think that's been kind of the the question with true crime. Mm-hmm. It's always, you know, why did you have to go to this extreme level? But I think now with like watching your lives and like I said, I'll put all of her bio, in, like all of her details in the bio description. So go on her live, check it out. If you're a troll, don't go on there. Don't make comments. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm in there, and I'm going to comment and say, "Hey, back off! Like, leave her alone." Yes. But, <laughs> but um, I, I think my big thing is is with Nicole. I always felt something was just off, especially watching like her interviews mm-hmm. and her videos and stuff. Yeah. I mean, she almost just seemed like irritated. She came off to me as irritated that she had to be there, and it was very much like. Oh, I'm really sorry. You know, I don't have much information. I didn't know. Right. Well, you're spending all this time with a man. You're sending provocative pictures to a man, mm-hmm. but you don't know anything about this man. Like, it's not like you met on a dating app. Like you said, they worked together. So what? People didn't talk like, hey, he's married. He has children. Right. Something just doesn't add up to me. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so much like that. Like, it, like it just really is a lot of missing deep holes in her stories, too. Um, like she'll most like, especially with like, when you said analyzing the body language, like when you look at like the, the three hour long interrogation, like video, like she'll at times say, Oh, I don't know his, you know, he mentioned something about his daughter being allergic to, you know, tree nuts or something, something like that. And then like, but I don't know what really happened. And then she'll go into like so many details of the entire story that a lot of people would not know unless they knew exactly what happened. So I think personally thinking, I think Chris did a lot of shit talking about his wife to Nicole. I really do. Which is not uncommon for men who cheat. I mean, that's usually what happens. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll shit talk about their wife to their, to their mistress or whatever. So I think that's what was happening, especially towards the end of like the the whole story. Like I think towards the end of everything, like he was like really like going like really hard on, on, on Shanann about like all this, uh, like divorcing and all this other stuff. 
And what, what Nicole makes it into is like, oh, he was so adamant about getting the divorce. He, he told me the divorce was just about to finalize and all this. other. But if she was looking up Shania's name on Facebook every single other day, as much as she was, she would have found pictures of, of Shanann posted of Chris, pictures Shanann posted how much she loved her husband, pictures of all these like different things. Like they, they just so many details. Like Shanann posted her life on Facebook. You know, that was her diary. So at the end of the day, you know, it really, I felt like that's what really just struck me like about this, like something is not right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and this episode really is to talk about Nicole and Chris. This is not to degrade or do anything in regards to Shanae. No. I mean, watching, watching what the family has gone through and continues to go through yeah. is heart is heart wrenching to me, but it's also something where, I mean, I saw so much negative comments and feedback during the trial and even now after it's still happening of people commenting on her Facebook and about her of she was controlling, she was this, yeah. she was that. that does not give someone the right as their spouse and as their partner to cheat. So exactly. when we're looking at the scheme of things, like in all actuality, like I'm probably the most controlling OCD bitch in the world <laughs> and I will fully take that. <laughs> that give the right of my partner to go and cheat i don't have control of that right but when it comes to actually not only like shit talking your partner and having a mistress but then going to the extreme level that he did to wipe out his family mm -hmm. that is just insane to me it's terrible so, seeing i I'm, I'm gonna bring this up for listeners and i'm not sure if you've seen it it's on youtube and for those that are listening she has a youtube go subscribe head on over there i'm gonna put the link in the bio have you seen, he is like, I don't even, it's like a, I don't even want to call it a spirit box, but it's like a, a tool, a device. Mm -hmm. And he's actually talking with, um, those that have passed on the other side. Yes. Have you seen that video on YouTube? I believe so. So he has a couple episodes that came up. It's Shanann comes through, both of the girls come through. And it's interesting because her mom went on Dr. Phil and they were talking mm -hmm. And she said the day after she passed, she had this like feeling and this yes. presence that Shanann was there. And like, she told her it was okay. And that like Bella and Cece came to her and told her like little things that they would call like their grandma. And she's like, I just felt this presence that they were there. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in that stuff? Like with true crime involved? I, I do. I do. I am spiritual. I believe in spiritual stuff. I really do. Um, when I saw that, honestly, it gave, when I heard, actually, when I saw that, I saw that whole Dr. Phil interview and that, that one mm -hmm. gave me chills because when she said that, it was like, wow. Cause she was like, I had to, you know, like, I was just like, I had to pull myself out of bed. Like, I can't imagine the grief. I, my mother actually did lose my sister. So, I mean, I can understand like a grieving mom a little bit because of that. Cause my mom was grieving my sister before I was born. So, um, to see like a mom grieve their child, there's no pain like that or a parent grieve their child, any parent grieve their child. There's no pain like that from what I've heard. Um, so I can't imagine what she was going through, not only grieving her daughter, but her granddaughters, you know, and her grandson, like there's just so much. And then she was just looking at Chris and she was like, man, that's supposed to be the, my son. Like, this is crazy. But yeah, that mm -hmm. part where she was like, I could, I could feel her when, you know, when she passed on, like, I was like, wow, that's, that's that's crazy. Cause I did see that spirit box and the, it was strong. That one was really strong. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not. And sometimes it is. That one was really strong. And I, mm -hmm. I hope her mom heard it. Cause it was just like, it was heart wrenching to just, I don't know, see a mom yeah. experience that as yeah, a mom. She came, she came through in that spirit box and they, they bring up about Nicole 
and they bring up about Chris, which I thought was really interesting because the person who's interviewing um, and asking the spirits these questions, mm-hmm. he didn't ask questions about Nicole. He didn't ask questions about right. Chris. The, the spirit voice that came through was bringing that up and it was very dominating mm-hmm. in regards to how it was coming across. So, I mean, even thinking about it, I mean, I freaked myself out. I mean, my, my partner travels sometimes for work. I get into true crime on Netflix and listen to stuff. And then I swear, I think I have spirits walking around my house half the time because it freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's amazing because I think there's so much of that tie um, when it comes to true crime. And then we always wonder, like, are they watching? Are they listening? You know, do they, are they at peace? Are they at rest? I see that a lot on your live. So many people are like, this happened, you know, the case is closed, let them be at peace, let them rest. So I think my main question being that you do this and you're on, you know, TikTok and you're the guru, (laughs) what drives you to kind of, do you see this as, oh, well, it's closed and done? Or do you see this as something that there's just so many other avenues that people need to be aware of? Yeah, I mainly see it as an educational thing. Like, I'm like, when it comes to true crime, I feel like there's some people who really don't know certain aspects of certain cases. And when it comes to this case, a lot of people don't know about these details. Um, and it takes a lot of research to learn about some of them. So at the end of the day, I do try to like give people a, a like another perspective of a case that a lot of us know about. We all know Chris Watts is an asshole. We all know he's a narcissist. We all know he's in prison for the rest of his life, you know. But at the end of the day, there's a woman out there who's moved on with her life that had a, you know, a huge part in his life, especially towards the end of Shanann Bella C.C. Nigo's life, you know. And, you know, I want y'all to understand that this is an interesting, this is a very interesting thing that people don't usually look at. And it might, it might be significant. It really might be significant. Um, the only thing is people haven't been able to really get enough evidence there for any, you know, for any progress, but there was almost a case last year, actually, there was almost a reopening. So who knows? <laughs> so to wrap up this episode, is there any other things that you want listeners to know that you've uncovered and found out about, especially with this case? Um, so the most significant thing I usually bring up regarding the code is the phone ping. So around 614 in the morning, 614 to 616 in the morning, it's around there her phone did ping at the watts home that is a that is a fact it's in discuss that actually is in discovery now it was buried in there it was like from what they said it was so like so buried in the discovery that it was so much other stuff there that they really didn't even pay attention to that um there wasn't a trial with this case with a plea deal given to chris right away so he took it you know and that kind of was it so, but the mm-hmm. fact that that phone ping there that, that morning is very disturbing to me and it's very disturbing to a lot of other people who feel the way I do. And that's just something that I encourage people to look into, look, think about. And before you just go on to, you know, defend a woman you don't know, consider it. Okay. That, that is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. That is very weird. Yeah. And, and it creeps weird. me out every day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on talking about this case. Yes. Uh, I'm Thank excited. I'm, I really want you to check out that new book. It's not new. It's older, but Blood Brother. And yes. uh, yeah, we'll have to have you come on again. We'll have that to will be great. spill the tea on another true crime story. But all right. I really appreciate you coming on. I'll put all your information in the bio. Go check her out. Go yes. subscribe on YouTube. Follow if you have TikTok for fingers crossed as long as that app will be alive and still going. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back on and talk about another true crime case. That will be great. So many that are out there. Yes. That we can dive into. So, that'll be you awesome. Guys, and make sure that you guys listen, follow along. I'm going to do a poll. I really want to know on this episode. Let's interact together. Let me know what you think. Do you think Nicole had something to do with it? Or do you think she's free and clear? Make sure you interact today. And guys, thank you so much for listening. And what do you think? I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform. And share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow the little adventures on Instagram at little cute one az. I'll catch you on the next episode.